Well, hello there. Thanks for joining us today. We're back on this blessed, beautiful Friday afternoon in America and evening in Europe. Either way, thank you for taking the time to join us here today. Thank you to our sponsors, Honey, ExpressVPN, MeUndies, and Stitch Fix. I am happy to announce that on Friday, two Fridays from now, the 30th of November, the great Bill Wirtz will be here with us, mm -hmm. which I'm so excited about. So if you want to leave questions for him on the subreddit, there's a thread up there. Slash H3H Reproductions. Been a wild week for us here. California. And uh, California has been getting slammed yeah. this week. I'm sure you all heard there was an uh, insane wildfire here in L.A. and Ventura County. and uh, Starting with a shooting that we almost didn't even get to pay attention to because of the fire. There's like the news cycle is like it's just yeah. tragedy. It's sad, sad stuff. So, yeah, right around the corner from my parents' house, there was a shooting in Thousand mm -hmm. Oaks. And then the, ne the, next, the next night day, after, yeah. the freaking whole town's on fire from a yeah. wildfire. You know, I read something, <laughs> I heard something, and correct me if I'm wrong, Dan, but pretty sure this is true. I, fact, I did fact check it myself. There was one or two people that was in that shooting in Thousand Oaks that was also in the Vegas shooting. That is unbelievable. Imagine being like, it's like, dude, what? I mean, whoa, that's, that's a mind melt for that person. But uh, I do want to say, yeah, my parents were evacuated from their house. They were staying with us. We were luckily not that close to the fire, but it was smoky and there was ash everywhere. Mm -hmm. It was really scary. The whole, the main freeway in L.A., the 101, was shut down. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was apocalyptic out here. It was wild. Um, we just had the news on, like, the whole weekend. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't believe it because it was couldn't one look day. Away. It's like just everything's on fire. Yeah, and you don't know if it's it could spread over to where we live, and, yeah. and just if the wind changes and mm -hmm. goes the wrong direction, you know. But um, we were looking at a place for my parents just a week ago in Thousand Oaks, or it was uh, Westlake Village, or where, where was yeah, it? Yeah, it's Thousand Oaks. Yeah, and just a week ago, and it's this really beautiful little community. The gated community, and it's in the woods, kind of. And Thousand Oaks is like a nature preserve, so a lot of the decks, and they have trees coming out of the decks, and all the trees are marked, mm -hmm. and it's like a protected area. Right. But I remember being like, man, this is pretty, like, I feel like a fire would ravage this place pretty easily, I was yeah. telling my parents. And that was a week ago. That whole place burned down. Yeah. The whole place, that whole just... community burned down. It's crazy stuff, man. Just uh, there's been a, a real tragic loss of life and property, and uh, I will talk about that more later because there's a lot of amazing footage and stories that came out of that that I think is interesting and um, crazy wild stuff, dude. But before we get now, as you guys can tell from the title, we have got to address a lot of the criticism that people have been saying against me. A lot of people are tuning in probably to enjoy an epic meltdown for me, to watch me make a fool of myself. So That's why I'm here. Yeah. Dan doesn't usually. He's, he, he, I sleep through the episode. Yeah. Usually. He has it on mute usually. <laughs> so I promise we will get to that. Um, it's going to be fireworks, guys. It's going to be uh, fireworks. Explosive. But uh, before we get to that, I do want to do a goof of the day to kind of lighten it up a little bit here. 
with this vape god, uh, Tommy, the vape god. Somehow this epic troll got on Fox News to, I guess, uh, he's speaking on behalf of the, how do you call those, Dan? The jewels. Yeah, Which that's is right. these tiny little vape... Vape pen. It's like a pocket vape pen that apparently, like in middle school and high school, everybody's hitting these jewels, which is so crazy to me. Yeah. Because when I was a kid, smoking was already not cool. There was a couple of people that, like, went out in high school to smoke right. a cigarette. <laughs> but now, all of a sudden, with vaping, it's, like, cool again. And these kids are hitting these jewels at, like, 16 years old. Um... So this this guy got on the news, and it's just and it's incredible stuff. Here. Specifically with regard to flavored varietals that have helped propel the explosion in the use among the young. Here now, two folks on very separate sides of this issue. Jeanette Neshwat is a with family emergency doctor, and Tom Scabelli, a blogger at Barstool Sports, who affectionately goes by the name Tommy Smokes because of videos <laughs> like yes. this. First thing I'm gonna try, sick jewel trick. Yeah, that guy rips that. He's definitely. I can't believe that they're playing this video. I know. Do they think? I I really think that Fox News always does this where they'll bring, like, I was watching this video during the Kavanaugh, that whole thing. They brought on a guy who says he's an actual witch that does incantations. Against him, and he's like the most absurd looking person you can imagine. It's like they always bring on these people that you can't tell if they're serious or not, which are like the perfect punching band to their. Yeah, so this guy's uh, apparently, <laughs> I think she's taking him seriously, which is wild. Overdose on Jewel, can you? Wow, that's he's trying cool. not to laugh. All right, Tom, <laughs> tell me on why <coughs> these flavored e cigs uh, shouldn't be regulated, even uh, when teens are using them and these increasing numbers. Well, look, I'm 22 years old, so I'm using them legally, and honestly, they're just cool. Like, they're cool. Mm. You rip them. There's nothing cooler than blowing a fat cloud like that. That's right. That's true. They call me the Colossus Cloud. I just, it helps my swag. It helps my drip. I just love walking around. It's really good for getting chicks, too. So, honestly, I started about a year ago, and... It does help get chicks. I know that for a fact. I haven't looked back since. I have a question. You, You use your cell phone quite a bit? Yeah, quite a bit. Okay, so why don't you rig it up to your phone and that way you won't have like the the actual what? calories burned by grabbing your phone so you can va- what on earth what, what the, the fuck, fuck is she talking about she completely lost me wait where is this going hold on whoa wow tape and kind of check email and text at the same time you should have that, it like right off the side okay you could, that'll be your invention i'm giving it to you so you can yeah, develop i'd it. vape like this yeah right <laughs> Yeah, but you don't have to keep switching devices. All right, uh, humor, Did she humor. write that? Did she pre-plan that gag or what? She's like, I'm trolling the troll. She's like, yeah. <laughs> the whole writing team came together and we decided <laughs> you should vape out of your phone. Well, I don't know if this goes anywhere, but I just wanted to give a shout out to Tommy Smokes, the vape god. Forget, what a legend. You're forgetting so that rules. Yeah. You know, he went out there on Fox News into the lion's den and he and he fought the good fight. He held his own. Yeah, he he, you know. <laughs> and for those of you wondering, does vaping help you get chicks? Yes. <laughs> Ela didn't truly love me until I started blowing fat clouds in her face. So shout out to Tommy. Now let's get to the reason we are all here today. I've been thinking a lot about this. Let me take a little sip of water here. This is difficult. For me to talk about because 
it's something I've been thinking a lot about of of late and trying to wrap my head around it and think about it, you know, honestly and critically and trying to deal with things in a healthier, more mature way. And it's kind of, I have a long winded uh, kind of story here that I hope that will be interesting and maybe helpful for some people and maybe help some people explain understand where I've been coming from. There's been a lot of criticism of me of late. Uh, there's been a lot of people that have said uh, lots of lots and lots of videos. And um, I have a natural aversion to criticism specifically, which is something that I've been learning about myself through therapy, which I've started recently. And so throughout my career, I've well, let, let me start from the top. I'm getting ahead of myself. What have people been saying about me recently? Okay. <coughs> that I'm a hypocrite, that I prioritize money over everything else, that I've thrown friends under the bus, that I'm ignorant and poorly informed, and spread misinformation, that I'm arrogant, that I cannot handle criticism, and that I've used people, just to name a couple of the reoccurring themes. I'm sure there's so much more you could say about me. Um, and let me just say this, okay, for the record, that I am guilty of all of those things. And I'm not going to quantify it or make excuses or anything. Um, <coughs> I've done those things. I'm, I'm guilty of those things. And, I, and this is something that I've been aware of myself over the past couple, last two years or so, is that I have been kind of slipping into a very unhealthy place mentally and uh, I want to try to go through this and, and make sense of it, okay? So, it's been kind of a slow-moving process. It's been like a self-fulfilling process in a way where it's gotten worse and worse and I get criticized more and more and I get more defensive and more holed up. And I went, and you know, early on in our YouTube career, I went very early on to somebody that was like universally liked. I remember in like 2016, I could do no wrong on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And like on, on Reddit, everybody loved us. Mm -hmm. We were voted like Reddit, you know, mm -hmm. or Reddit's mm -hmm. YouTube channel of the year or something yeah. in 2016. <clears throat> and like the concept of being criticized on, on that level was something I hadn't dealt with. Um, and I think the problem was that I, people had me very high on a pedestal back then. I mean, people thought very highly of me. And there's no doubt that at the time, it definitely started to go to my head as well. And I'm pretty sure, you know, looking back, that I started to become more arrogant and overconfident and on some probably deep uh, un unconscious level, a feeling of almost infallibility that I could take anything on that uh, when I had, I had like this, and I really did. I mean, it's hard to come to terms with that and to confront that because at the time you'll never rationally be like, oh, I'm, I'm out of control. I need to mm -hmm. tone it down, right? And so because of this combination of like overconfidence and feeling like I could take everything on, it led me to make a lot of mistakes. And then when I was criticized for those mistakes, then I would act extremely defensive and nasty 
and not really processing them in a healthy way. Like, for example, the leafy thing was, and the Wall Street Journal thing and stuff like this, where I kind of just handled things in a really overconfidence, really, thinking that mm -hmm. I can take on the world and not, and not do wrong. And then when I end up fucking up, it finds out, it comes out. Then when I get criticized, I completely shut down. I really, I have the, I cycle, I'm learning now through therapy, which I've just started doing about, I've only been doing it for like a month or two. But I have a psychological uh, problem where when I, when for, for whatever reason that I don't want to get into, but the way I was raised is that when I'm, when I'm criticized, I psychologically shut down. Mm-hmm. And so before I became like famous on the internet, I had a problem with criticism, but it was so much less amplified. But kind of like when you become famous, whatever, for lack of a better word, it, it amplifies certain aspects of, of yourself. And it definitely puts you through a gauntlet of sorts of kind of um, learning about yourself on an emotional level and <laughs> brings out all your flaws, amplifies everything. And so <coughs> that thing of not being able to handle criticism in my personal life was something that I could get by on my life and not really have any problems. But then when you have like hordes of people on the internet criticizing you, it can get so overwhelming that it actually can cause, for me, like a real psychological shutdown. Which, what I mean by that is like, I just feel, it feels to me so powerful, like it feels like somebody died. Like I get so emotionally, and so, well, the result of that one is like um, extreme lethargy. Like I'll just lay down on the carpet with like no will. And then the other thing is that like, Obviously, I get super defensive and super irritable and super aggressive towards those that criticize me in a way that's not healthy. And, and instead of learning from criticism, deflecting it all the time and making it the world's problem and not mine, right? So that's kind of where my head was after these first blunders I made from overconfidence, I would say. And did, you know, things that I regret. And it shattered my ego in a way, in a real fundamental way that I've also learned about myself is that I'm in my, and again, this is through therapy that's been really helpful for me, <coughs> is that I'm in my best, most creative place when I have that confidence and that kind of uh, not, not a place of uh, overconfidence or arrogance, but just feeling like that people like what I'm doing, that I like what I'm doing, that it, it should be a wholesome, great thing. And so that, and I, so I think that's one of the real problems with why I've had so much trouble creating videos for such a long time is because I've kind of lost my footing. Um, I've lost that wholesome place. And so everything became very difficult for me having shattered my ego and never having addressed that or deal with it or confronted it. And so what happened from that is that it, chained, it set off a chain event of, of defensive behavior and caused me to be depressed. So I want to make clear that I'm not using depression as an excuse for acting shitty. It's actually the opposite. I was not mm -hmm. processing and handling criticism. I was losing my confidence. My ego was shattered. 
and therefore I couldn't make videos and all this other stuff, and that's what caused the depression. And so what happened now is that the depression actually made everything even worse, right? It made it even harder for me. Um, <laughs> so it got worse and worse. I get criticized more and more. I get more and more defensive and closed up. And uh, I, I want to I make clear, you know, I just kept shoving it all deep down and becoming more and more depressed, essentially. And it's only been... Uh, recently that I've been, I've kind of hit rock bottom a couple months ago where I was so amped up. I was so, so the depression amplifies all my negative feelings, right? That's kind of what the problem was. And, and, and worst of all, it made me extremely irritable, which is if you, I don't know if you know, like irritable on that, on that level, mm -hmm. but it's the worst, dude. It's the worst because not only do you piss people off but you start to hate yourself too because you're you know you're acting irrationally but the emotion is so strong that it's like you it can't be ignored like just with Ela, for example at home like <coughs> um a lot of times when i would get a aggravated or upset i would direct my um, frustration towards you, even though it had nothing to do with you, because mm -hmm. I was so irritable, and I, and I'm of too, and in that moment, I know that it's fucked up, and I'm being an asshole, and I hate myself so much for it, and I see that it's upsetting you, and then you get angry at me, but it's like it's just this overwhelming irrational. And I've even learned irritability. to recognize it, and I would know that it's almost like you're not being yourself right now. Yeah, but it's such a cycle that I can't. I still I can't not get upset because you're being. Of course. Dude, you you're have, being crazy. So you I have every right to be upset. Would, I know that. And then it's just such a cycle. Like you <coughs> can't get out of it. Yeah. So because of this crazy irritability, I was really um, just making everything more amplified. I was reacting way too strongly and way too negatively to almost everything. Even the slightest annoyance, I would lash out at things and people that were completely blameless. Super moody, irritable, guilty, always in my head about something. And even a negative comment or somebody even criticizing me in the slightly, slightest would, like, set me off. And I would just shut down. Even people that, like, respectfully would disagree with me mm -hmm. would turn me, like, bitterly against them. So on, so bad, right? I was feel like I was being attacked, like, fit, mm -hmm. like, it was... Like I said, it feels like somebody's dying. I feel like I'm physically being attacked almost, like a flight or fight or flight. Um, so for the longest time, being stuck in my head and not being able... So the first two years, I've, I've, I've always felt like I've not been able to groan or learn or maturing, which is so difficult because I have felt so stuck in like this really dark black hole of negative feelings just such an awful place and being so frustrated because i'm like why am i stuck here how do i get out of here what do i do about this and growing more and more desperate you know by the week and just falling deeper into that black hole and so i would say about a month or two or about two three months ago is when i kind of hit rock bottom and i was like <laughs> it was so i was just so miserable that i was so tired of being myself that I was willing to do anything to be anything I want I didn't no longer want it to be myself because I I was 
prescribed antidepressants a long time ago. <clears throat> and all throughout my life, doctors have been trying to get me to take them, but I've always not wanted to take them. And I think the reason for that is was probably that, well, one of the reasons was that I always felt like I wasn't hadn't done enough to fix myself. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of had this unreasonable expectation that I should be exercising two hours every day and eating salad for every meal, and that somehow was going to cure my depression. And until I had done that, then I had no right to take antidepressants. Mm-hmm. But I think another aspect was that I felt that it was weak mm-hmm. or that it was or that like it would change you. That, it would, that I was weak or that it was somehow giving up or that it was it would change me. I was afraid I'm not a big drug user because I don't like altering my state of mind and I don't like becoming reliant on drugs. But I, I was afraid that it would change me. And I think at that rock bottom moment, I felt so strongly that, you know what, if it changes me, good, because I don't want to be this person anymore. Whatever. (laughs) I remember hearing, I don't know why I was thinking about this quote, from Paul McCartney and John Lennon talked about acid use. And Paul said he never really loved it because he was afraid of it changing him. But John loved it so much because he wanted it to change him. Mm. And I always thought, how, what an interesting perspective. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I felt both of their perspectives now. You know, my whole life I was like, I don't, I'm scared to change. Mm-hmm. And that, and then from going from that, like, I'll do anything to change. I'm praying that it changes me. <coughs> so I had this bottle of antidepressants in my bedside and I said, you know, after dealing with this and hitting rock bottom, I just, I started taking it. Um, I just, I had nothing to lose and I couldn't really go on anymore like that. And so, you know, <laughs> I was, I'll say this, the antidepressant is not at all what I thought it would be. The first two to three weeks was a little rough, I think, as your body adjusts to the medicine because... There was kind of, well, first of all, I was in such a bad place mentally. It was kind of hard to tell Mm -hmm. what was going on in my mind and what I was feeling. But it definitely made me feel kind of like foggy and loopy and zoned out. Um, Really zoned out. Like sometimes I would just be like just not, just totally absent. I can remember once in the driving lot of Ralph's. We were driving and like... um, there was someone crossing the street. And you almost didn't see it. Well, I was driving super slow, and he was walking slow, watching my car. So I was, yeah. I was never going to hit him because he saw me coming. But, like, he was standing there waiting for me to stop for him. And I was staring right at him. But I was just inching forward. And I just, he was like, are you going to stop? <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking? And I just, I didn't see him. I was just so, like, so I almost, I actually almost gave up on the antidepressant. Uh, there was a time mm-hmm. where I was like, oh, this sucks. <clears throat> but then I would say around like three or four weeks, because everybody says it can be rough in the beginning, and then it starts to work after like three or four week, weeks and the side effects go away. I had a lot of anxiety too about being able to perform, being able to come out in the podcast or make videos and feel like I'm myself. Mm-hmm. And after I kind of proved to myself that I was capable of that, that eased a lot of my anxiety about taking it too. But what I noticed about 
the antidepressant after all the side effects went away and the fogginess and all this annoying stuff is that I was, it's kind, it's kind of crazy, but I was not irritable anymore. Yeah. I was still depressed. I was still anxious. I was still miserable. But what it did for me that has been so amazing and I'm so thankful for is that it, first of all, removed the, this irrational irritability and kind of gave me the foundation and the tools to start seeing things more for what they are and not this kind of crazy, irrational, irritable madness that I was experiencing the world through. And so that for me was the first huge breakthrough I had in dealing with my situation. And I would just notice it in things mostly at home with Ela and stuff. Yeah, things that, things would, that would usually cause somehow a fight for no reason. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden we were like, oh, wow, we did this without fighting. What it's didn't like, even get a little. What upset. happened? <laughs> yeah. Almost removed my irritability completely. And I'm telling you, this was like a godsend. I mean, life changing, really life changing. And it hasn't changed anything else. I'm, com I'm completely the same. Yeah. I'm just less irritable. And it's just, it's amazing. What I learned about antidepressants is that it just, all it does is blocks your serotonin receivers. So there, as I understand it, and I could be wrong about this, but it's called a serotonin uptake inhibitor. And so your body produces serotonin, which regulate your mood and your happiness and contentness and stuff like that. And so this drug blocks the receptor that absorbs the serotonin. So it makes more serotonin available for your brain to use. Mm. So, <laughs> so, um, so it just makes you a little more... Your, it, it's, it makes your moods a little better, really. And again, for me, it didn't change me at all, except that my irritability completely went away. And so things that were making me crazy before, I was able to see it for what it was. Which, dude, I can't I can't. It's really it. little things. Like, it's just irrational. So all of a sudden you see it as like, oh, it's just a little thing. It's nothing. You know, where before you, it would set you off into like... Ruin my day. Yeah, ruin your day. Or we would get in a fight and then it would ruin... And then I would feel bad about making about snapping at you. Yeah. And it would, But like, how was it for you when I started like... Yeah, thinking? I noticed it immediately. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, like... I, it's almost like we switched all of a sudden. I seemed irritable compared to you. I know, I and noticed. Like, and I'm not an irritable <laughs> person, I think. No, you're not. You've always been like super sane and grounded and and <laughs> so, great. And I and I and I would notice situations where I was like, it's always like we switched yeah. a little bit because I would be like, oh come on, something would upset me, and you're like, eh, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but your I your reactions it are very immediately. Yeah, definitely. But you're the same person. Yeah. So that was the first really important step for me because I could now see things clear. I could analyze things clear. And, um, boy, what a difference. I mean, my goodness. There's so much stigma against antidepressants, yeah. and I really, truly... And, I, and I was, I'm guilty of that. Me too. I thought, you know, eh, you don't want to take it if you don't have to. I don't even know why. I feel like a loser. I just had that feeling. Well, there is, like, you're, uh, you feel almost like a loser, like you're weak, like you failed to solve your own issues. Yeah. Now, before we started doing YouTube and stuff, I wasn't that irritable, right? No. 
So it was it kind of made me feel more like how I used to remember being in a sense yeah. that I I always prided myself on being a more calm, rational, yeah. rational, rational person, and that kind of the self image I had kind of melted away and replaced me with this really grumpy, mm-hmm. obnoxious person that I was starting to hate. So that that was huge. I mean, that that's huge. And I'm still on it, and I'm so happy that I'm taking it. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember in college once there was... <coughs> um, I was having awful anxiety. You guys might know. I had, like, generalized anxiety disorder. I could have benefited so much from antidepressants in college. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was a sign at my very progressive school, UCSC, and it said something like... It had, like, Prozac, and it was like, Prozac Nation making some artsy claim that, like, oh, we're all over-medicated and we're all on Prozac. Oh, really? And the undertone being, like, you don't like, need don't this, you're weak, mm. you're a sucker if you take it. <laughs> and I remember seeing that being like, yeah. That's interesting. Who needs that shit? And um, that was a very popular sentiment, hmm. I would say. very. It was kind of like an anti-corporate, like, anti, like, mm. we don't need your medicine. Also, I'm I'm a person that's very... Like I said, I have I have an ego problem. And so admitting to myself that I'm weak and that I need the help of a medicine mm. for me was difficult to uh, was difficult to accept because it's it, it in a sense felt like weak a weakness that I couldn't handle it myself. Mm-hmm. The truth is about that that I've learned is that looking reaching out for help outside yourself is the first and the most important step in recovering from a situation like this because it's not weakness it's it's truly is strength because you have to get over your own ego and you have to accept the grace and the help of other people and the tools i mean this is a well researched funded backed by mm-hmm. incredible intelligent researchers and doctors and psychiatrists and to just write that off because you right. it's like i mean that's that's stupid that's not strength that's dumb right so that was one aspect and now um <coughs> the antidepressants are helping but i'm obviously still depressed and i am still <coughs> you know not cured by any means um Excuse me. So what was the next really important step is that I was recommended a therapist from a friend that I've been doing for about like probably about a month month or two months, a month and a half. And um, the therapy has been I've always been skeptical about therapy, too. I think probably for the wrong reasons, because it feels like weak to say to another person, I need help. Mm-hmm. You know, but again, it's like <laughs> to think that you can uh, you cannot. It's so hard to understand what's going on in your own mind. Like again, therapist. This my doctor is a PhD. I mean, this guy has learned, studied, schooled. This guy knows how the mind works, and he's trained to diagnose it and to almost debug it. And he's probably seen so many people and so many patterns that all. he can immediately like. Yeah. Put together something from what you're describing that you would never yeah. even see. 
Yeah, he's seen it all. I mean, <laughs> but the thing, like uh, stuff from like my childhood and the way I was raised and the way that I react to things, there's psychological explanations that are so important to explore so that you can deepen your understanding of not only yourself but the world. It gives you this incredible empathy for how other people's minds work and how they're affected by their environment. And <laughs> as I touched on earlier, there is a very good psychological explanation for why I get so defensive and shut down from criticism that I don't want really need to get into. It just goes back to the way I was raised. But just learning about that and knowing about that and talking about it is so therapeutic mm. and it's so important that it's given me a, such a good vantage point and it's given me kind of the tools and a little more support and foundation to talk, to even come here and talk to you guys about this like this now and to think about it in more of a healthy way and to... Um, you know, last time I came in here and addressed criticism on the podcast, I was ranting and raving and going, looking like a freaking lunatic. Mm-hmm. And um, that's just the symptom of everything that I was describing. And so, for me being able to come here and talk about this with you guys, I think is important for me <coughs> because I see. The podcast as, if nothing else, honest. You know, like, <laughs> when I sit here for two hours live, unedited, mm-hmm. over the course of nearly 100 episodes now, the hundreds and hundreds of hours of footage of me unedited, it's nothing else but at least honest, right? Because I cannot hide who I am. I cannot hide my defects. I cannot hide my stupid comments. I cannot hide my... Um, short temper, my douchiness, my shitty hosting. It, you know, if I if I recorded this and put it into a video, I would cut all that shit out. Yeah. Or like you you'll try a joke and then we're like, well that didn't come off right, so yeah. let's do it again. But here you don't even you can't. <coughs> no. <laughs> and to be honest with you, it's this podcast has been one of the most difficult things I've ever done in my life. Like physically, if you talk about it from the standpoint of just sitting and doing it, it looks like um, it's easy to do because yeah. you just sit here, you show up, you talk, and you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but from a psychological, from a mental, from a from a lot of other positions, this is the hardest thing I've ever had to do because one, um, <laughs> there's no take backs. And so not only are you, the fans, forced to see me more clearly of who I am, but I am forced to see Mm -hmm. me more clearly of who I am. Because, and I'm someone that's criticized YouTubers and people on YouTube. You know, what you see, it's very, people, it's very nice when you post videos and you can manicure it and put it out. And you put it out for the people to see you one way, and you get to see yourself one way, too. Yeah. Because you cut out the stupid shit and you forget about it. And then people see the video and they're like, "This, this guy's great. And you're like, yeah, I, I am great. <laughs> and you forget about, well, you're kind of a fucking asshole. There was you're an, an hour of you being an asshole and then 10 minutes of you being good. <laughs> exactly, Eva. And so, <laughs> um, I'm not surprised that so many people have watched this podcast and been like, whoa, that's not the guy I thought he was. Mm-hmm. Or people who were making videos about like all the things I mentioned because, yeah, it's, it is all in here. 
everything you guys have said bad about me and that you've noticed all my bad personality traits and all that it is it's all in here you know i can't lie about that stuff it's all here so it's been difficult especially with this condition i've had of being like depressed and irritable and having a psychologically uh, unhealthy response to criticism but it's all played out here and and, it, and it's kind of the only way to do the podcast like our first five episodes maybe we were trying to edit down the footage and mm -hmm. thinking about it like we used to think about a video mm -hmm. but it just wasn't right like you're cutting down a conversation and then you're making decisions on right. what to leave and it's not natural and exactly we came to the <coughs> conclusion that it has to be like this that's that's right because it, a podcast needs to be honest it needs mm -hmm. to be uncut because you've got to see the essence and the soul of what's there yeah a lot of times like you were saying either we would try to cut out a part of me saying something stupid or yeah. or not just me but the or guest or we're like oh this is a boring moment let's this is cut boring, it. you know and um that's just <coughs> i think a lot of people are feeling it we're feeling that it's like this isn't weird yeah <laughs> and so we took this leap into doing it live and it's been really tough and really challenging and um very exposing of me i'm here bare naked in a way Mm -hmm. But I also think it's been really amazing for me, too, because it's kind of brought me here now where I've been able to just take finally a close look at myself mm -hmm. and see it for um, see it more clearly in a way that I've craved so much these past two years to just feel like I'm maturing and I'm growing and I'm becoming uh, a better, more wholesome person. Yeah. And I'm just stuck. I'm just like, why am I so fucking stuck? It's driving me crazy. Yeah, you would say that to me a lot too. Just stuck. Like, just feel like <coughs> I'm stuck. Like, that's what Not you would say why a lot. Or how or yeah. where, but just feeling like <coughs> I'm just pinned to the floor, or you know, in a wheel, in a hamster wheel. Um. But I think it's been a, it's been an amazing experience in that way that we've all. We've all been just, you know, here Here it is. I said those things. I did those things. I am that person. And it's good. It's good to acknowledge that and feel that and be like, uh, you know, it's good. You got you to gotta accept that. Can't just walk blindly and, I mean, it's just so messed up, dude. Like I said, it's just a black hole. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's just... It, what I didn't understand is just, it's strength. It's not weakness to come before yourself and confront your many shortcomings as a human being mm -hmm. instead of ignoring them. And I think I was just, I couldn't, it was too painful for me to, it was, my ego was hurt and I was, it's just too painful for me. Um, It's so weird. The psychology of it is so weird, you know. You'd think it would be so easy to just be like, yeah, you're right, you know, I fucked up. <laughs> but it can be so painful. As Elton John famously said, sorry seems to be the hardest word. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know why it's so, it can be so hard. Maybe not for other people, but 
again, this is my specific problem, I think, that I'm now learning about myself. Um, and I said to Ela something recently. <clears throat> I'm still depressed, but for the first time in such a long time, I feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Which for me, it was this black hole. There was no escape. There was no answer. All I could think of was just permanent darkness. And now I suddenly, with the help of friends, with the help of therapy, with the help of antidepressants, with the help of Ela, who's been with me this whole time, there's just finally I can kind of see a path forward to getting better. A path to walk towards the light, you know. And, you know, with a kid on the way, my God, I don't want to <laughs> be... Yeah. I want to be better than this, right? Like, that's going to be tough. Tough enough. I don't need to make it harder. <coughs> um, I, you know... I, I want to say, you know, I readily admit that I've been at times an awful host, a terrible interviewer, her- awful habits as a podcast host, um, you know, speak on things that I don't know nearly enough about, speak with certainty about things that I shouldn't, um, and I definitely need to do better on these fronts. I need to be better, I need to do better, and I expect myself and I want to be better. I've been, you know, I've heard someone say, I forget who said it, but they said, if you're under 100 podcasts, then you really have no idea what you're doing. And I really hope that's true because we're, this is number 93, and I know I still have so much to learn and improve as a person, as a host, as an entertainer, Mm -hmm. as a human being. And we only have seven to figure it out. And yet, despite all that, so many of you have continued to support us and show us love and appreciation and to see the goodness and the sweetness in me despite (laughs) my best efforts to thwart you at times. I think part of me was so, I was so, um, felt so distanced from the fans in a way recently because on one hand, there's people that hate me and so I'm like, oh, fuck them. I don't even want to read the comment because I'm too fragile. And then the people that love me, I feel like because I hated myself and didn't love myself, that the love that they would show me wasn't genuine, that I couldn't accept it. Mm-hmm. It was just them being nice or whatever. I don't know. And so I think that, yeah, I just, I don't know. I couldn't accept any of it. It was just too much for me. But I do want to say that from the most sincere and appreciative place for the people that have continued to believe in me and see something good in me and something here that you like, that it is amazing and it means so much to me. And I wanted to thank you all for your kind comments on the episode. Before the Tom and Christina episode, I had made a a side that nobody seemed to like the podcast and there was a huge outpouring of love and support in the comments telling me that I should keep it up and that you guys love it, that was unexpected and very much appreciated in a time that I really needed to hear that. I have thought about quitting the podcast, honestly. 
A lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, because it's been such a pain, you know. It's been such a pain. It's been so painful at times. But I hope there's been good things. It's easy to focus on the pain and to feel the pain and talk about the pain. But I hope there's also, you know, another side to it. And if you do see that side, I thank you so much for sticking with us. And in closing to this long <coughs> monologue, which has gone quite a bit longer than I expected, um, I want to say that if I have disappointed you, I'm sorry. I know I can be better, and I want to be better. And to those that have continued to support us and spend your Friday, your blessed Fridays here with us, I want to say thank you for believing in me and looking past my imperfections and giving me the strength and support to push through it. And I do think that it's important for me to talk about these things because I think there's a lot of people out there that um, can relate to my feelings of this whole depressive attitude and putting off getting help because somehow, for whatever reason in your head, I'm sure everyone has their own reasons, but that it makes you vulnerable or weak or whatever it is, but <laughs> I hope that people can take anything from this that it's actually your weakness and your vulnerability is part of what makes you human. And acknowledging that and reaching out to help is strength, not weakness. Weakness is shutting yourself off from the world and then you can fix all your own problems. Mm-hmm. That's just bitter self-loathing weakness and I hope that um, anyone out there that is feeling under, you know feeling anything similar to what I said that you do try antidepressants and therapy there's a reason they're studied developed and used by millions of people and professions this is a science this is a discipline um, these people are amazing and they're here to help you um yeah. Um, anyway, I don't know. Uh, I hope that was interesting, at least. I don't know if that's what you all wanted to hear from me. But um, that's it. <laughs> what do you think, Yula? <laughs> Good. <laughs> um. Anyway, thank you guys all for listening and bearing with me through that. Um, So, love y'all, and we will be right back after this short break. Nobody wants to feel like they're overpaying while shopping online, especially during this holiday season. Gifts, travels, ugly sweaters, it all adds up. But you know there's an easy way to always get the lowest price? It's called Honey My Dudes. Honey's a free shopping tool that automatically saves you money while searching the internet for the best promo codes when you shop online. That means that wherever you're shopping, you're getting the best deal without even trying. On your favorite sites like Amazon, eBay, J.Crew, Walmart, Sephora, Expedia, and more. So much more. Honey has over 10 million members, and each user has saved on average, passively, without even trying, 28 dollars and 61 cents they've got a hundred thousand five-star reviews on google chrome store there is no reason not to add honey to your browser today because let me tell you this it's free 
It works passively and immediately. All you do is go out the checkout and it does a little, it enters the matrix and it's like, boom, here's your coupon. It's that easy, my dudes. Try it out. You got nothing to lose. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash h3. Joinhoney.com slash h3. Honey's the easiest way to save money online while you shop online. With all the recent news about online security breaches, it's hard not to worry where my freaking data goes. Making an online purchase or simply accessing my email could put my private information at risk. You're being tracked online by social media sites, marketing companies, and weird freaking pervs in the bathroom of airports that are stealing your credit card and your nude pictures. That's right. If you're using public Wi-Fi internet anywhere in a motel, hotel without VPN, you are putting your butthole shots at risk. And I've sent Elam many, and trust me, I don't want anyone else seeing those. I cannot live with that being leaked. Okay, that's why I decided to take my privacy back using ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN has easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background of my computer, phone, or tablet. Turning ExpressVPN protection only takes one click. ExpressVPN secures and anonymizes your internet browsing by encrypting your data and hiding your public IP address. Protect yourself with ExpressVPN, and it costs less than $7 a month. That's a lot less than it's going to cost you to fix your credit after somebody steals your stuff, okay? and Or the emotional damage of strangers seeing your butthole. Let's put it that way. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months for free at expressvpn.com slash h3. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash h3 for three months free with a one-year package. Visit express expressvpn.com slash h3 to learn more. This is the year you can finally tackle your holiday shopping early. And guess what? You get everything you need for you and your loved ones at MeUndies. That is right. MeUndies has the coveted micromodal fabric that is three times softer than cotton. And if you've never felt this fabric, get ready to experience pure bliss and underwear form. Now, as you guys know, I've made famous how stretchy and breathable this MeUndies micromodal is. Okay, now, to spare you a shot of my genitals... I'll put a hand here. But name a fabric that you can drape over you like a body bag and still be in co- perfect comfort and and breathability. This stuff is a game changer, okay? They've got to, you got to try it. They're really true. This is bliss, okay? Now, they've got holiday prints. They got new prints every Tuesday. That means you got no excuse not to celebrate the holidays right down to your core. And why stop at Undies? MeUndies is launching holiday prints in lounge pants, as you can see, and onesies as well. Both are made from the same beautiful, coveted, micromodal fabric. How can you not get you and your loved ones a matching pair of this breathable, beautiful MeUndies micromodal? So, listen up. First-time purchasers, when you get MeUndies, you get 15% off and free shipping. Whoa, that's a no-brainer, because you get 15% off the most comfortable pair of undies you will ever put on. To get 15% off your first pair, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guaranteed, that is a no-risk proposition. Go to MeUndies.com slash H3. That is MeUndies.com slash H3. If you're like me and most guys, you hate going to the store, you hate shopping for clothes, you hate picking out clothes. I liked when I was a kid and my mom used to dress me. I'm not going to lie. It's so much more convenient. It's so much nicer. And let's face it, she's got better taste. 
That's what Stitch Fix does for us guys today, okay? They're an online personal styling service that finds and delivers clothes, shoes, accessories to fit your body, budget, and lifestyle. Go to stitchfix.com slash h3 and you tell them your size, what style you like, how much you want to spend on each item, and you'll be prepared with your very own personal stylist who will handpick items and send them right to your door. Then you try them on, pay only for what you love, and return the rest. Shipping, exchanges, and returns are always free. There's no subscription required. You can sign up to receive scheduled shipments or get your fix whenever you want. Stitch Fix styling fee is only 20 bucks, which is applied towards anything you keep from your shipment. And that's how we do it, guys. Going to the store and all that, you don't got to do that, okay? All you got to do is go to stitchfix.com slash h3, and you'll get an extra 25% off when you keep all the items in your box. That's stitchfix.com slash h3 to get started today. Stitchfix.com slash h3. Give it a shot. Thanks for watching. And we are back. <laughs> you know, in the spirit of uplifting you all, this podcast, and keeping spirits high, I will not talk about the fires devastating the state until we've watched a funny video first. <laughs> okay? Now... Fair deal. Do you want to watch a wedding dress explode? Or my new favorite show now on... T TLC is the best network on television. <laughs> Every show is an absolute golden nugget. You know what? We're watching Sounds like this. you want to talk yeah, about that. Wedding dress... <laughs> so... 90 Day Fiance, as you guys know, is my new passion in life. <laughs> but I have to wait a week. <laughs> Ethan so, is like spending time on the subreddit. Dude, I'm in so deep. And then he's like, There's a guy. Uh, uh, Larissa and the other guy are in jail. And I'm like, Who are you talking about? And then it's like, 90 Day Fiance. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's fascinating, <laughs> right? But you like talk about them like it's a Cause it's, family member. It's so freaking amazing. And like, there's this really vibrant community on Reddit of 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> and they've got all these great memes and discussions. And <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, it's so good. But I need something to watch in <laughs> the week between. And so the new show that I found is called Extreme cheapskates <laughs> now these people are cheap on a level that is probably should be classified as a mental illness yeah. because it's unreal it's not like um getting what's on sale at ralph's it's not like getting these guys like there's a guy and he, they're and they're like proud of it too it's very interesting right they're, they're all like they're all they all have significant others that are super mm -hmm. embarrassed by them, which I find. But they interesting. have a, yeah. a marriage and they a seem, house, like it's very <laughs> Exactly. They all seem to be in really healthy relationships. Yeah. But like for example, there's this one guy, he's like forty and he's retired. He's like, I have financial freedom. I'm retired from being a cheapskate and none of my other friends have this uh <laughs> this freedom in life. And this guy spends his whole day Biking around for 12 hours, not because he loves biking, but because gas is too expensive. Um, checking phone machines for money. For coins. Going to diners and checking the cushions for coins. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that doesn't sound like financial freedom. That sounds like you could just get a job <laughs> and work less hours. <laughs> but they have got, like, this need to... Just save money in any way. I think it's, it's this need to um, feel like... They got a deal. <laughs> they got it. They, yeah. yeah, they got that one up. And um, the result of some of this stuff is absolutely bananas. So this is one of my favorite guys here. <laughs> this guy is such a legend. 
He's such a legend that during the first season, they only had uh, six episodes. This guy was in two of them. <laughs> By the way, on Amazon Videos, you can decide to buy a season HD or SD, and I went super in the spirit of this. Oh, by the way. Oh, God. <laughs> What's going on there? <laughs> we were going to make a video, and it didn't work out, and all that's left is a stupid fucking haircut. Look Wait, at the back. You got, I was going to say, you got to show them. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I love that the video didn't work out, but you're keeping the haircut. Well, yeah. I know. Just, <laughs> we had this whole idea for a video. It was going to be so good. And um, I cut my hair for the reaction and all these sketches, and we're sitting down editing it yesterday, and I'm just like, we're both like, this isn't good. <laughs> I just cut my hair for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Sometimes I'll walk outside because I feel completely normal. <laughs> and I'll forget that my hair looks like this. And I'll walk outside without thinking to walk shredder. <laughs> and you just, you're just that guy. <laughs> I know some days I'll look in the mirror, like last night, and I'm like, kind of a good look. Almost normal. Almost a kind of a good look. Yeah. If it was a little more symmetrical. Yeah. The way you, you have hot. your head tilted to the camera, that, that side looks okay, but then, yeah, no, that, that side's a problem. <laughs> Mad Max? <laughs> cool hipster. <laughs> Fallout? Uh, $5 coffee. <laughs> Ten dollar coffee. Ten dollar coffee. Um, so, you know, it was in, been interesting because I buzzed my whole head and I took a freaking razor blade yeah. and razor blade my scalp, and that was gnarly, dude. But it was actually kind it of amazing. I have to say, so weird. So oh yeah, weird. it was painful. It was bad. I have a new appreciation for people that shave their heads with razors. But it was kind of nice. I think I'm gonna buzz it all off and bick my whole freaking head. It's like, it's such a freedom in a way because your hair is going to grow back all beautiful and healthy. Mm -hmm. And like, how often do you get to see yourself just ba like bald? <laughs> Everyone at home who's bald are like, fuck you, dude. Every day. <laughs> Every day, asshole. It's not, being bald is not a meme. I'm appropriating bald culture. Um, where was I? Oh, yes. Extreme cheapskates. Let's see what we have here. So, yeah, I was saying this guy, they only had six episodes the first season. Oh, no, what I was saying is that on Amazon, oh, yeah, you can yeah. buy a season HD or you can buy it SD and save $1. <laughs> and you have to dig. They have a more options button. You have to go in there and dig. <laughs> and in the spirit of extreme cheapskating, I saved a dollar <laughs> on this season. I was very proud in honor of these guys. Most people consider paper towels disposable. I reuse them. Spruce it up, bring it a little back to life. Spruce it up, baby. Voila. I could reuse these paper towels three to five <laughs> times. Roy estimates that over the last 10 years, he's saved nearly $2,000 just by reusing paper towels. But he, he also does that with dental how to squeeze savings <laughs> out of his toiletries. Blades, which are kind of flimsy on these disposables, they get dull. I sharpen them on the striking part of a book of matches. Give them a whole new life. When you can't squeeze any more out, and it appears to be empty, that that's the end, and they just toss it away. Wrong. <laughs> Cut your tube. 
there's a week's worth still left in there. <laughs> I buy cheap two-ply toilet paper, and I get two rolls out of one. That I object to. As- that oh, I strongly <laughs> object to. You need those two plies, buddy, especially at your <laughs> consumption level. We've seen what we, what he eats too in the other. Oh, episode. do we have the clip of him at the restaurant? Because I need that one. No, but okay, we have we'll the one on the. the no, we got to watch that one. This much. This is nothing. I mean, this is nothing. For the same price. I do not enjoy two ply toilet paper being separated. <laughs> I just kind of refold it so that it's a little thicker. Toilet paper is a lot like life in general. The closer you get to the end, the faster it seems to go. That's a pretty well wise. That's deep. Wow. So the the funny thing about that I've noticed about these cheap these uh cheapskates is that they spend so much time. It cannot be a worthy investment of their time. I guess they don't work, that's the thing, but mm-hmm. like the guy will spend an hour de plying <laughs> and then re rolling a roll of toilet paper to save like, I don't know, twenty five cents or something. Yeah. And it's like, man, these guys have, but you got to see this guy at the restaurant because that that really ain't ain't nothing. Um, Let's see here. Extreme cheapskate. Well, why don't I look for it and you watch the auto clip? Here, I got it. It's too late. I don't know that it's a clip. Oh, the movie date. You've got this one. I can't believe Roy brought me to the movies. I haven't been to the movie in, I don't know. So she's begging him this whole episode to take her on a date night, which I guess they do once a month? Or is it once a year? Once a month. And so she wants him just to buy him a soda pop and some popcorn. And he's like, whoa, come on, babe. You, what, are you crazy? So he has a novel idea that some of you could use at home. And mm-hmm. you are so... How long? Oh, so nice. Are you hungry? Yeah, I told you, I wanted something to eat. Top so food. my, could I have a banana? It's a big waste of money to buy food at the snack bar or concessions in any movie theater. Here, keep it low. Here. People smuggle food into the movie theaters all the time. I don't like it, but <laughs> they do it. By bringing my own snacks, I save at least another $10. Eating a banana at a no, movie theater I- is the saddest shit I can imagine. <laughs> it's like, damn, a banana? And she's begging him the whole time, I want a Coke and a popcorn. You said you didn't want the apple. I don't want an apple. I told you what I wanted when I came in. That I wanted Uh, popcorn, candy, or a drink or something. Pretty insistent on that, all right. Well, I made a movie. All right. This theater is completely empty, by the way. Is it even, like, what is even going on in that theater? (laughs) I think they (laughs) went to a crazy matinee. They did go to a matinee. Yeah, they went to, like, the cheapest show Uh, in the state. Or it's just completely empty, you know. Probably it's like 3 p.m. on a, I don't know, Tuesday. Who knows? But here we go. My lucky day. Popcorn. Through the garbage, he grabs a bag of popcorn. He's literally rummaging through the garbage. Oh, come on. He does the decency of cleaning the cup out at least, Dan. Don't judge him too hard. The theater gives free refills with their popcorn and soft drinks. So I found a few containers in the trash and surprised my loving wife. So explain to me how this isn't theft, by the way. Can't beat free. 
I mean, that's theft, dude. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I like how he he pocketed a bunch yeah. of straws, dude. <laughs> and a straw too. Oh, I was just gonna ask you for the straw. I thought you probably wouldn't have gotten oh, one. Oh, come on. Well, nice. Thank you. Wow. Thank she, you. She, you know, lovely. this lady, after being together for how long as they have, she knows not to ask questions. <laughs> She's just like, thank you. You made it happen. <laughs> Let's not probe too deep here. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> so it, they didn't show up, but at the end, on the way out, he fills up the popcorn and the soda again. again. <laughs> Um, the restaurant shit is crazy. He got. I don't. I couldn't find a clip of it, but. Well, there's would... the other family that does it. I saw. This is important, you guys. Mm. I, might, I might be. I might be. Uh... <laughs> He's like a borderline freegan. A freegan? What... Yeah. What's have you ever that? heard of that before? No. Tell me about freeganism. Free freeganism is uh, is people that um, I I don't know if they exclusively are always vegetarians or, or vegans, um, but they. They have this philosophy that um, it's okay to eat anything as long as it is being thrown away. So it's like uh, a whole diet based off of dumpster diving, essentially. There was a guy like that in the show. Yeah, there was. I think this guy's down for anything as long as it's cheap. <coughs> so this family, this is going to last one I show you guys, but I, I urge you all to buy this on SD and save that dollar. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this guy, their house was so wild. So he takes his family out once a year with change he saves all year to treat them for enduring oh, right, his I cheap ways. Um, so he takes them <laughs> to a buffet. And uh, <laughs> this is wonderful. You can imagine the dismay on everyone's this face when son. he pulls up to a Chinese buffet. <laughs> this is his whole family. I couldn't believe it. All I could see was food stacked upon each other. We were is promised that... fine dining. This is fine dining. <laughs> <laughs> Feel the veneer of the table. <laughs> Feel the veneer of the table. What a legend. What about one time eating something that you want to eat that's really nice? Yeah, you're going to have whatever you want. No, 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 no. buffet? <laughs> you're going to like Come this food here. You guys don't seem very hungry. You want to sit and talk for a while. Oh, so no, like we're just upset. Uh, we want to leave. That's you, what we want to do. I'm upset. You're, this, we want to leave. We want to go to yeah. find well, 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 well. At least give it a try. We at least agree to give it a try. I guess we're here. We're That's not going his, uh, anywhere else. His wife's aunt showed up at the last minute. Who always helps him out, I guess. And they're like, oh, guess uh, aunt, auntie's coming with us. And he was like, <laughs> I got he had like a meltdown. One more. Yeah. This guy's a legend. Lack of appreciation. <laughs> yeah. right, I'm gonna go, and, uh, and I'm gonna make sure that everybody's happy. <laughs> All right, folks. Oh, hell yeah. There you go. <laughs> what, what is that? That's our food. Uh, I love how he lays the plates on each yeah, other. Yeah, on top of Thinking each other. he was going to pay for three people. But there were six of us. You only <laughs> paid for three That's plates? That's delicious. I know I got your favorites. You only paid for three plates? If I have more than this number of plates, then that I have to pay for more people. Like, <laughs> that guy's just like... I thought you paid for each of us to Gets eat. The end is the best, so. That was unacceptable. I was so mortified that he would even suggest it. Oh, no, oh, they didn't want they that. So, it, oh, so the guy we just watched and this guy does the same thing. So at the end of the meal, they start 
taking out doggy bags, and then everyone in the restaurant who hasn't finished their food, they start hitting them up <laughs> and saying, can I oh, can wow. I take this home? Yeah. That, that, to me, was the best part of the show, and I don't know why. And this guy paid in coins, too, right? Yeah, and they don't show him pay. He whips out, like, a pantyhose full of pennies. <laughs> it's so good. You guys got to <laughs> watch this show. Maybe they started that YouTube trend of, like... <laughs> Huh. Like their Bradbury's were buying yeah. like Gucci store with pennies. Yeah. That guy's like, dude, that's just my life, bro. I'm not even trying that's to make not a video. prank. Yeah. What's the prank? Uh, I highly recommend this show. It is so entertaining, you guys. Um there's so many more great clips. These clips don't even do the show justice, if I'm being honest. But enough about the funny, lighthearted stuff. Let's bring it down. <laughs> No, actually, I do want to talk about the California fires because I have a lot of incredible footage that I want to show you guys. It has been so nuts out here. Like, I want to emphasize how it was just one day, all good, and then in that evening on the news, it was like the whole freaking state was on fire. Yeah. I heard a stat that up north, that's the campfire, right? Yeah, correct. That this fire was spreading at the rate of one football field per, I don't want to say it wrong, one football field per second. What? Really? Yeah. That sounds, well, maybe. Yeah. Well, well. <coughs> up I mean, north. it's just hard to fathom it going that yeah. fast, but I, I guess that's, yeah, probably. Well, it explains the why. Up north, especially, there's 631 people missing. Wow. That there's yeah. a good chance they're dead. So bad. Because wow. this fire was moving so fast and so furious that people were chilling in their home or in their car in the mountains and didn't even realize they were in an evacuation zone. And then all of a sudden, you see some ambers coming over the ridge, and by the time you're packed up in your car, the fire's consumed the whole... Yeah. I mean, so there's a town up north... Paradise. Paradise. Uh, too ironically yeah. uh, named. So this town Probably of Paradise. Probably was really beautiful. I love North California. Yeah, I mean, it's really beautiful and foresty. But the state is so dry from a lack of rainfall mm -hmm. that basically everything's just ready to go up, which is what makes these fires so severe. Um, the population was 27,000. And in this city... Nearly 12,000 homes and other structures were burned down. Whoa, 12,000? Yeah. It was at 6,000. Like, the whole city. I mean, like, a whole city was burned down. 12,000 homes and other structures. And 631 people unaccounted for. Seven people died in their cars in paradise. The blaze was so hot that aluminum wheels melted. It, burnt, it burned in paradise up north. 142,000 acres. I have no way to fathom yeah. what that means, but um, I have some videos I want to show of kind of some... All these people survived and were unharmed. And we we had the, the Woolsey fire going on in our area, mm -hmm. and that one seemed crazy. And then once we heard the numbers of the one in the north, it's like, oh, my God. It, yeah, it was way worse. Yeah, the destruction there was unbelievable. I think here, because L.A. is so densely populated, the evacuation here was way crazier. There was 170,000 people who were under mandatory evacuation. evacuation. Um, 
there were 600 structures destroyed and uh, three fatalities in this fire and the one in LA and Ventura County. Um, I want to show some some footage again. All I these people. There were more. Well, here that's that's what it was, mm-hmm. <laughs> according to the stats I have in front of me. Correct me if I'm wrong, Dan. Those were uh, I pulled that from CBS News, um, and they had published it around noon today. So it, it's about as up to date as it can get. Let me see here. So this is <laughs> this stuff is so it's like out of a movie. Like I can't I can't believe this stuff. Okay, how does that <laughs> frame it up for you, Dan? Is that okay? Yeah. Perfect, right there. So this is just, where was this from? This is the Paradise Campfire, the one up north. So you can imagine, like... Describe it for the... uh, the So it's a guy... (coughs) Thank you, Dan, for reminding me. So this is a guy driving down a road, and, I mean, it's hellfire. Just Just hell. Fire on both sides. Straight up in hell. Fire on both sides, amber, wind, smoke, and it's the highway to hell, man. And this fire was so, like I said, spread so fast and so furiously. Because it was so windy all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, the Santa Ana winds, which is like pressure from hot, I don't know how the science works, but it gets really windy and really dry. And so this guy could very well just be at home not knowing anything's mm-hmm. going on, and then all of a sudden he's trying to escape, and here this is what it looks like. And you, you can only imagine how hot it would be in that car. Yeah. A, a lot of people... Uh, met their end when from the car literally that's so horrible so this is one look here the car can also just stop at any moment because <coughs> of the lack of oxygen mm. and your oh. engine just like turns off and you get you're just wow you're stuck there yeah um that's awful that's horrifying that's really horrifying <coughs> um well also trees could fall on the road i mean yeah yeah I never thought of lack of oxygen, though. That's crazy. I don't know which one. Oh, I think this was from Canaan. This is right. Mm, the one in our Right in Woodland Hills. I mean, we've drove up and down this road a million yeah. times. So, how do I pull something up here? Or Agora Hill. How's that frame up? That's okay? Yeah, it looks good. Please, God. Please, God. So she's driving oh what God. is usually a really beautiful and scenic road oh my gosh, please, down please, to the Lord. beach, down to Malibu. Please, God, please. And it's just... Oh yeah, that's the Canaan yeah, Tunnel. We've been yeah, through that drive so all many the time. Times. So she's going through a tunnel wow. underground, and as she emerges on the other side, you can see the amber, oh red glow start to emerge. Oh my and god! She comes Jesus. out of the tunnel, and it's Whoa. just like. That's such a scary drive to do in such a time, because it's like you drive through mountains. There's it's already. No, yeah, you're there's no going on back. Cliffside too. Yeah. 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 Oh my god. <laughs> It's just smoke and fire and amber and ash. The visibility is like one foot. Yeah. You can hear the, you can hear the crackling. Wow. How the hell does she record this? That blows my mind that she was able to drive and record. holding the wheel, you know, and got her phone in the same hand. I mean, I'm, and then so it looks like she's out because she's in another tunnel, and she's coming out, and then once again on the other side of the tunnel is just. Endless fire and ash and smoke. She opens the window. You hear that? Yeah. (laughs) 
that is the worst road to be on at this time. It's like it's a scary driver on a regular day because it's so twist and turn and mountains and. <coughs> I'm amazed that she was able to record this. Yeah. I mean, how can you? Oh, is there someone in front of her? Mm. Oh, Help me. Yeah, I haven't watched this, Steve, but yeah, that's. But she makes it right. She's there. fine. I saw an yeah. interview with her afterwards. She's laughing about the experience. She's <laughs> totally fine. But I, I don't wish that experience on anyone. I mean, that is so terrifying. Um, but my God, she is a hero. For I mean, imagine you're driving for your life and holding a phone, recording it on one hand. That's something. She needs to be like a professional camera lady or something because she's got. <laughs> I mean, she's got potential. Yeah, incredible stuff. Canaan is a landmark in in Los Angeles. It's this beautiful, really beautiful canyon road that goes down to Malibu Beach. So mm -hmm. it's weird to think of it from a beautiful scenic route to that Just engulfed like in hellfire. Hell. So there's more yet. Um, what have we here? Uh, this, I just thought this was so crazy. Here you can see that the freeway full of cars, fire creeping up the side of the cliff, and then a helicopter dumping water hmm. on the freeway as cars are still on the freeway. I mean, the fire spread so fast they didn't even have time to shut down the freeway and evacuate it. So you can see these Where's people. Where's the helicopter? Oh. Okay. You'll see. Yeah, I'm going to play it. It's unbelievable. I mean, that's crazy. Mm. Look at this. Helicopters literally dropping water oh on goodness. cars on the freeway. Jesus. Nice I think if we're going to stay from getting hammered, we probably want to stay. Imagine being in that car. You're just like, all right. <laughs> and the worst part is that people are stopping to look. So there's traffic, like stop and go traffic right next to the fire. Why would you stop? Yeah. <laughs> Why would you stop? Get the hell out of there. But it's. Dude, I think it looks like the. Yeah, you see this? They're all. Oh my god. They're all right next to the fire, just stop and go traffic. It's just because they're Maybe they all closed down the lane. merging oh, to the yeah. left. Yeah, you're right. They're they keeping probably them away. Tried to keep them oh, away. Yeah. Yeah. Whoo! That is so, so fucking scary. But that's just a testament to how fast this thing uh, spread. Like, train. look at this. Just on the freaking freeway. Oh my god. People got yeah. actually splashed. Yeah. Crazy, huh? <laughs> and I do want to say, I was up at 5 a.m. the night that it broke, and these firefighters are freaking amazing. Yeah. Like, being a firefighter in California, or, well, any, firefighters are amazing. I have a lot of respect for firefighters in general, but <coughs> these guys were grinding it out. 5 a.m., um... It's raging so inferno and they're out there uh, all like 24 hours just fighting this shit mm -hmm. I had a, an, a profound appreciation for them and there was a lot of police involved and a lot of I saw a clip of a dude I know they say you're supposed to evacuate and everything but I saw a dude he had, had like a looked like a pretty poor house and he had like a farm and animals and shit and his whole neighborhood, I was watching this live last night, or not last night, when it was happening. And his whole neighborhood was engulfed in flames. And this dude is just there with the garden hose, 
putting out ambers and it looked like he saved his house, man. I mean, mm. he was just there with a freaking garden hose, like against this force of nature. So, um, huge respect for these freaking amazing people out there. And even now, the fire is still going, you know. I don't know, it's still going. It's still, I, I could be wrong, Dan. It's like, what, 60 uh, yeah, the, contained or something? Yes. Uh, the, so it's the still Wolsey raging. One, the one close to us. And uh, yeah, I mean, the one up north is uh, still raging as well. So that's what you, it's hard to appreciate that, like, now that kind of the dust has settled in the city, this fire is still raging on. And these guys are still fighting it. I just can't imagine that moment you come back to your house and it's gone. Mm -hmm. Where do you start? It's like... I just looked it up. <laughs> Wolsey Fire is 70% contained. Uh, the one up north, the campfire, uh, only 45% contained still. Gosh, gee whiz. <laughs> um. Many really... Um, <coughs> luxurious, huge, expensive houses burned down. Yeah, in which LA probably had so much like architecture and art in them and mm -hmm. whatnot. Like it's crazy. I heard Those specifically. I hadn't, I hadn't heard if uh, if it had been confirmed whether or not his house survived. But the director Guillermo del Toro, which Eli, I know you're a huge fan of. <laughs> Face the shape of water, of, the oh, shape of water guy, <laughs> um, but he he has a uh, huge uh, he has a huge private collection of artwork um, from a lot of really famous artists. Yeah, that, in his that house. Was and the first uh, thing it, I thought about when I heard about all the like, I think it burned. I think I heard it burn. Did he? Oh, that that's let me, let me, that's uh, crazy because he had he had a bunch of uh, really awesome pieces. I might be wrong about that. Maybe you guys can fact check that. I'm curious. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, I know, uh, that was like as of uh, a day or two ago. It says only minor smoke damage. So mm. Hey, okay. okay. Guillermo. Miley Cyrus lost her house. Yeah, a lot of super rich people, which is good in a way that because these are people that can take it. But on the other <laughs> not hand, good. Right. Yeah, not right. good, but they can. <laughs> well, their li their lives are not ruined, but right. that's right. not to dismiss the pain no. and suffering that they'll surely endure yeah. from losing all of their worldly belongings. It's horrible. Yeah. Can't even imagine. Um, um, and Kanye. Oh, yeah, that was, that was a, yeah. Kanye hired private firefighters to watch his house and protect <coughs> his house, which was interesting. God bless. His I didn't know you could do that. It. Him and his neighbors, too, evidently, which, which that his is. Neighbors, his neighbors were thankful for him, but it was his. Uh, oh, th yeah, that's what I meant, is that yeah, he, oh. he, not just to protect only his yeah, own house, but, like, yeah. to protect his whole neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know you could do that, but I mean, I yeah, what do you think of that? That's, is it, that's a little <laughs> like private firefighters. I don't know. That seems dirty a little I, bit. Well, they well, were I, saying they were saying his house is worth sixty million. So I think all right, when enough. you have that much to protect. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're saying you're saying when other people's houses are burning. Well, it's just you know you can't afford the private firefighters, so your house burns. Is that really fair? I mean. Uh, well, the world isn't fair, and you yeah, can afford enough. an <laughs> army of firefighters. Goddammit. it! You go for it. Apparently, yeah, no, though, he saved his whole neighborhood. It. Yeah, right? yeah, no, that's. Uh, I mean, that is good. That probably that helped the firefighters a lot because they didn't have to come. That's true. Fucking waste resources on. I guess my thought is just oh. these private firefighters. If nobody pays them, do they just stay at home? And they're like, well, I'm not being paid. They're probably not necessarily firefighters. Just like, um, right? It's I'd, probably like ex-military kind of stuff. Sure. You know? Yeah. But uh, I had the same. I had the same. It reaction sounds there. weird. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it does sound weird. I'm trying not to be cynical about it because right. my first impression was like, uh, <laughs> you know, 
Yeah, exactly what you. Right, must be nice. But on the other hand, it's like you know what? If you got the money, if you got the, if you got it, flaunt it. Oh, for sure. I don't blame Kanye for doing it. Hell yeah. But I, I bet you in the end, it probably did help the firefighters a lot because they didn't That's have to worry true. about saving that. Sure. Uh, sure. Neighborhood. He's like, start with my house. But then, you know, help other people if you can. <laughs> you know, I got to say, I don't like talking about politics and I don't like talking about Trump. And I'm not a forest ranger, obviously, so I don't know how to... Uh, analyze this statement uh, the validity of it but Trump's first response and and as someone that lives here I want to read this to you there is no reason for these massive deadly and costly forest fires in California Dr. oh thank you there's no reason for, is this better much better there's no reason for these massive deadly and costly forest fires in California except that forest management is so poor Billions of dollars are given each year with so many lives lost, all because of gross mismanagement of the forest. <coughs> Remedy now or no more federal payments. This was his first statement. He did end up saying a lot of nice things and encouraging stuff, but, you know, again, I'm not a park ranger, so I can't assess his statements. Uh, all of that might be completely and perfectly valid right up yeah. to that last sentence where you suddenly threaten <coughs> pulling funding like you know have that fight after we're, yeah. we're we've stopped the fires maybe sure yeah my, my, my problem was just like as someone that lives here is like i don't know i feel like the world needs a little more tenderness you know more compassion a little more compassion right now and especially in these times when we're so divided and everything's so political and i don't know i just felt disappointed that our president was making a political point or Using it to make a point or to attack people when people's houses were still burning, people were dying in fires. Yeah, I was just like, man. I mean, you you might be right. I'm not even gonna get into trying to analyze who's right and who's wrong, but I just wish that there was more freaking tenderness and compassion in the planet for each other. Right. Yeah. I mean, if there may be a lot of validity to what he's saying about uh, mismanagement and you know things that can prevent it but when it's an ongoing disaster it's not it's not over like people are still dying it's like just you know next month let's talk about that let's talk about what we can do better yeah i don't know and I, tr donald trump really is a role model for a lot of people a lot of people look up to him and they his emulate his behavior and and i just think i don't know it'd be nice to see more compassion in the world and less of whatever this is that's all and so, I thought it was relevant. Just a little disappointed by our, by our leader. I mean, he's he leads all of us, not just his base. <laughs> yeah, he's the, still the president of California, even though Californians hate him. In general, so you know, um, <clears throat> I definitely am going to donate to support the people that have been affected by this. I was trying to research the best place to do it. The mayor of Sacramento, which is the capital of California and just south of um, this really incredible fire up north, um, straight from the horse's mouth. Is that derogatory? Is that a relevant saying? The horse's mouth? I have no it's idea. It's very bigoted against horses. Oh, shit. <laughs> straight from the mayor's mouth. If you want to help the victims, please uh, don't send supplies as the evacuation centers say they have been 
inundated. Those working on the front line say that giving to the Red Cross or Habitat dot uh, org is the best way to help. So, these are some good recommendations from someone directly involved in this to give you some ideas if you want to help. I'm definitely going to donate myself. <coughs> so there you go. I just feel awful for everyone. Yeah. It's just, it's just, uh, you know, this pro, this thing going on in California. These wildfires are just so, they've gotten so out of control. Every season, I was watching a documentary on Netflix that was really interesting about it, about uh, a guy who's been following. I forget the name of it. Maybe you can look it up for me when you guys are back. Sure, check it out. <coughs> it's about a documentary crew that follows firefighters over the course of like a whole fire season, mm. and the firefighters are saying that in the past like 10, 15 years. It's been getting progressively worse, and the season's been getting longer mm. because there's the change in weather and the change in climate has uh, produced less rain in California, and so everything's more dry, and it's just making the fires way worse. There's a lot of dead trees. There's a lot of dry trees, and mm-hmm. California has a ton of wilderness. Um, so... It's incensed from due to due to the change in weather, just a huge matchbox, just a huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, so every season, like this this one now, la- yeah, Fire Chasers. Thank you, Dan, on Netflix it was really captivating. Watch, I gotta watch it. <coughs> Incredible footage. Last year, the one in Ventura was the worst was in history. Unbelievable. It was the most destructive in California history. And now this year, the one up north beat that record yeah. already, and it's still burning. Ventura County, I don't know what's going on. Those poor guys, man. I'm from Ventura originally. They're just getting crushed, man. Mm-hmm. I feel so bad for them. Two fires, a shooting. They had that shooting, and the next night, before they can even mourn for the loss of, like, 11 lives, I 12. think it was, 12 lives. 12, yeah. That uh, they're the <laughs> the freaking county's on fire. Same people that needed to mourn had to evacuate. Exactly, <laughs> man. Rough. Probably, if I had to guess, a result of all the gay people. <laughs> what? Bring in the wrath of God. <laughs> Is that a Alex Jones? No, there's <laughs> there's like all these preachers that say all the fires and everything bad happening in the world is because of gay people. Oh, I swear to God. The Westboro uh, <laughs> Baptist. Not just Westboro. I mean, people like, um, more reputable than that. Like, people with actual... Yikes. I'd have to look into the <laughs> specifics of it because I don't want to say anything not true, but I've seen lots of clips of preachers being like, oh, all the fires out here in California is because of the gays. <laughs> so Jesus. gross. Uh, you know, when you rub two dicks together. What do you expect to happen? Yeah. When you rub two dicks together, it causes more than just semen to erupt. It causes sparks. <laughs> it's like two sticks. Two sticks rubbing together. God said no. Oh, my God. I rubbed two big sticks and a whole fire burned the state down. If that ain't the God gaze, then I don't know what it is. Here That's why God says use lube, because if you rub dick dry... You could burn the whole oh, state down. That's is a good this point. what you were talking about? Is that something? Oh, Ela's got. There yeah. it is. Pastor blames California wildfires. <coughs> Here on you go. Ela's all over this. Let's hey. see. Uh, Pastor blames California wildfires on states' embracing of LGBTQ. Definitely. Yes, that sir. Is, that is a reasonable stance right there. 
I, now, I, now, Trump says that it's because of the poor force management, and the liberals say it's because of climate change. But I, I have an alternate theory that it's uh, the gays. <laughs> Jesus. Now, uh. when, you, when two men rub dicks together, it can cause more than just ejaculate. Known for inflammatory claims, uh, Pastor Kevin Swanson. Is that a little Trump. subtle uh, pun there? Inflammatory claims? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it is underlined. a little fun with it, yeah. Pastor Kevin Swanson is drawing a link between California's devastating wildfires and the state's embrace of same-sex marriages. Well, it sounds foolproof. Yep, wrap he it up. We says, found the reason. God's punishment of the Golden State for legitimizing the sin of homosexuality. Imagine being God and you hate gay people that much. The first gay uh, God must be really closeted or something because he hates gays like way too much. <laughs> the first gay pride march occurred in San Francisco in 1970, and then San Francisco legitimized homosexuality in 1972. He said, in 2005, California state legislators became the first state in the nation to pass a same-sex marriage law. 2018, well, okay. You gotta have to draw more correlation than that. Uh, what is uh, Jim Baker, Zach? Uh, a priest with similar views. Another Can you guys, guys find a video? I want to watch a video of one of these guys. Sure. Now, now a lot of people say that climate change is making the state dry, but what I say is that it's dry butthole that's causing the fires. What I say is that the gay people are having way too much fun and it's causing all these dang fires. Please donate to my church because I need another private jet. Uh, what else we got here, folks? We got, um, what the F we got? Men with beards are more attractive than those who are clean shaven. Really? I agree. Really? New study finds. Huh. Dan, have you found that uh, <laughs> to be the case? You seem shocked by that. Well, you know, not has, all of us can be... Uh, has having know, a beard there, not helped you? There's, there are statistical <laughs> outliers, I guess you could say. <laughs> well, just imagine how, how rough it would be if you were shaven. Well, that's true. That's a good point. I mean, have you gone, have you been beardless uh, in the past, Dan? Uh, to be honest, very rarely. <coughs> like, not since I was a teenager, basically. I've, I've had a beard well, I'll continuously. Tell you, I've had a beard pretty much since I could. And I'll tell you that when I clean shave, I feel like a monster. I feel Yeah, hideous. it's not good. <laughs> you know, also... It really like if you come to kiss me or something, it feels horrible too. If you don't maintain when you that perfectly, it becomes like sandpaper. Yeah, I yeah. hate it. <laughs> but the the thing, I think the real ticket for me. Well, this guy's handsome as fuck with or without a beard. So I mean, <laughs> you know, show a guy like me you know, and be like, here he is with or without. Like, but for me, well, apparently I they did a study and they showed. How much are you likely people. to want to fuck this guy? They just showed people probably, you know, random guys. <coughs> but I do think in my case, the beard, it just hides my face. And I'm going to be honest, and it's fine. I'm not that insecure about how ugly I am. That is one thing I'm comfortable with. But if you criticize me, I'll shut down. <laughs> <coughs> but um, 
I don't know if that's what it is. It's it covers just... my face. I don't. I my details are not that good. I've got a tiny chin. I've got chubby cheeks. Everything going on here is not beautiful, chiseled. I don't look like Superman or whoever this ass. Mm-hmm. That's the Fifty Shades. Cover it as much as possible. You can see my nose, my eyes, my eyebrows. That's okay. I don't know if that's what it is, but I agree with the you with the statement with the premise of the study. <laughs> you think I look better with a beard? Yeah, and Yula I think looks horrified when I shave. No, I think that about everybody though. I think I do think that it looks better. Not, and I don't like a long beard though. That yeah, I sure. No, there's really a cutoff at like. a certain point. Well, that's actually what the study found too, right? That uh, did they check about that? All right, well, let me let me yeah, read. Yeah, there's 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 four tiers. There's like clean shaven, a little bit of stubble, a mm. decent amount of stubble, and then like a full beard. And the decent amount of stubble, which I think was ten days no shaving, that was mm. max the sexiness. That's the sexiness. Let me read this for you guys. <laughs> men who have full beards are seen as more attractive than men who have just a light stubble, according to results of a new study. They don't say what this study is, so I don't know <laughs> if it's uh, reputable in any way, but it makes sense. Researchers found the widely celebrated attractiveness of bearded stars like Jamie Dorman, Jake Gyllenhaal, and Chris Hemsworth is apparently no coincidence. Doesn't it, hurt that they're it, incredibly <laughs> handsome as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the most beautiful men in the world are found attractive. <laughs> Although, could that be a cultural phenomenon? Because I feel like in the 50s, having a beard could was be. seen as kind of like it might fluffy. be a trend right now, you know. I think, I think even trend. until uh, beards are, that's kind of like a new thing to come back, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, you know. Well, it definitely became like super hipster to have the long yeah. beard. To buy like beard oils and yeah. shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. As part of the experiment, male subjects were photographed clean-shaven five days after shaving, ten days, and then after a whole four weeks without shaving. Uh, 8,500 women were asked to rate the men on attractiveness as a long-term romantic partner. Heavy stubble, ten days, was found most attractive, while full beards grown over four weeks came second. Oh, wow, Mm. they like the full, even more than the light stubble. Mm. Light stubble was third, while clean shaven was ranked least attractive. Look at that. <laughs> you know, shaving is so annoying. I hate shaving to the skin on my face yeah. and all that. Because it, it irritates your skin. And it, I feel like that's part of why I don't like it, too. Because I know that it's it doesn't look comfortable. I, like, like, you shave your legs. Imagine doing it on your mm-hmm. face. I mean, geez, Louise. I like razoring, like... Some parts, like my neck and the back, I I use a razor for the back of my neck in the shower. That's changed my life. Mm. Um, but the this is so the reason I grew a beard to begin with is because it's so irritable. Mm. I keep getting like pimples, yeah, pimples and dried out and oily. It's a whole goddamn thing. Okay. Have you ever? Uh, I know this is a weird question, but have you ever had a, a professional shave where they use like a straight razor and like somebody does it for you? <sighs> I don't know that I have, Dan, and it, that's so strange that you would ask that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That wasn't that weird of a question. <laughs> Uh, it's honestly, I, I did it once. Sounds nice. It was awesome. Yeah, like, it seems nice. And it, and it doesn't irritate you. I mean, that's the biggest thing is the razor is so sharp that mm. it, it doesn't make you break out the way a normal razor do you does. Ha- do you have a fear during that procedure that they're going to slit your neck? Yeah, Sweeney Todd style, just fucking I, shoot you down the I think I have a pie. rational fear that they'll just be like, whoops. Got him. I was <laughs> nervous. It is, it's freaky. I you, mean, it's you a got a guy trust. with a razor sharp utensil to your neck it's uh it's a little uncomfortable but seems nice i like it was that nice. um, i would go for that i like that this article is on yahoo style 
That's where I UK.style.yoohoo.com. Yoohoo. I love all these tech companies trying to like exist in the shadow of Google. Mm-hmm. Yahoo style. <laughs> um, but the research paper concludes that beards consistently render men with an older, more masculine, socially dominant and aggressive appearance. Oh, damn. Girls are fucking mm. crazy. I want a man that's aggressive <laughs> and dominant. Um, beards may be more attractive to women when considering long-term than short-term relationships. I'm looking for a man that's socially dominant and aggressive for a long-term relationship. As they indicate a male's ability to successfully compete socially with other males for resources. I think you're looking way too much into this. Yeah. Yeah, that took a weird turn. (laughs) I think it's a fad. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, not everyone can grow a full beard. It all depends if it suits you. Okay, whatever. Tell me, uh, what else has Google Style got to tell me about the world? <laughs> Yahoo! Do we have any clips of those crazy preachers? I was trying to find this Jim Baker guy, um, but <coughs> I can't seem to find any evidence. So, Jim Baker, if we've, if we've uh, sullied your name unfairly, we apologize. You may or may not the hate gays? gay people. Now, many people think that... Uh, Whatever, it's such a stupid even... <laughs> Many people think that... You don't think I should continue with the whole preacher thing? or No. Oh, don't <laughs> think. <laughs> he was hitting the uh, abort on that one. Hitting the crickets. Yeah, okay. Hit me with the right. crickets, yeah. Many people think <laughs> the gays are to blame. <laughs> I say being gay is fine, just as long as you lube, use lube when you rub your sticks together. You can hit me with the cricket on that one. Thank you. So I love wow. how offended Tom and Christina were at the thought of cricket. <laughs> yeah. They were like so, they were both had this visceral. They were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, too, because I, I don't have that problem. They're comedians. I know, it's, it's funny. It's amazing to see. They were yeah. both really like <laughs> recoiled at the sound of the cricket. <laughs> That's amazing. I love those guys. They're so freaking awesome, aren't they? Yes, they are. Um, what else we got here? Oh, we got some. Should we go, go on to fan submissions? We're at an hour forty-five. Yeah, it's time. Uh, Joshua McCarty says, "Hi, I'm a big fan of the show, and thought I would suggest showing this gem of a video. I'm from Eastern Kentucky, and my local news station had a segment about a robbery. I won't say any more, but I encourage you." To watch and enjoy. Thank you, Joshua, for thinking We've about it. We've been getting Someone some really great clips from. Yeah, I want to say, um, guys, keep sending shit to yeah. podcast at h3h3 productions because there's been some absolutely great stuff there. I want everything. I want questions. You, want, you need advice. Um, you have any uh, reaction? Any suggestions for reaction videos? You like what you see? <laughs> um, <laughs> It always looks good. On That's that, what I was saying. On one side. Yeah, when I looked in the mirror last night, I was like, "Damn, boy." Would That's you why I had you turn your head. Do your hair like that, though? You wouldn't. Fuck no. <laughs> 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 no, I don't. That's why would funny. you? What you think I could walk? No, because like you agreed that it almost looks good. So. <laughs> well, it, it. What I mean is that it looks like a style. Yeah. Yeah. I think you could get away with it, honestly. <laughs> it's just not. Not. Not the side you're showing us right now. Not <laughs> yet. Not that one. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. 
And yeah, maybe not that side. <laughs> that either. one looks like you evacuated while <laughs> getting a haircut. It's just not my style. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not slamming the style. It's just not my style. Yeah. That's all. But I actually, it was. I swear to God, it felt so good to do it all the way down. It's really, <laughs> really amazing. It grows so fast. It it's already like. It was the skin two days ago. Yeah. Huh. I wonder if there's research about uh, <laughs> hair stubble. <laughs> research found that men were more attractive when they weren't completely bald to the skin. <laughs> Zach just pointed out you actually look like the dude from the dude from it's Robert De Niro uh, from Taxi Driver. Yeah. Yeah. I know. We wrote out a bunch of. We had a bunch of. Hair. That was one of the insults. <laughs> I my we had uh, I looked like Mr. Clean's inbred cousin. <laughs> and then how do you remember. look like uh, how do you look oh, like, like a Jew and a Nazi at the same time? Yeah, but that <coughs> it was <That's> really <laughs> shaved and it it looked like it when it was super it looked like shaved. a skinhead. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had a lot more. Um, <laughs> you look like. Uh, Definitely a taxi driver reference at the end there. Kind of torturing people. People are going to be demanding this video now. You know, it was really bad. You're not missing anything, folks. The haircut's the best part. <laughs> You're getting all the good memes. Um, what else? There were so many. Let me just. I'm going to look. Like, we're, we got nothing to do. We're at the fucking. We got this video from the fan. Yeah, no, we have this video. No, I'm going to watch that. I just. I want to at least uh, enjoy what little jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to salvage whatever I can from this. There right. wasn't much for, more than what we said. Let's see. Uh, you look like a 90 villain extra. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Those were all meant for me to say to you. You look like a dollar store Zorg from Fifth Element. <laughs> um, I think my favorite is how do you look like a June skin at the same time and Mr. Clean's inbred cousin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's all I got, guys. Great video. That, I just gave you the highlights. So yeah, we can just clip this and put this on our main channel. But hopefully we are going to start over and make a new video. New subject. New everything. And hopefully I can leverage this haircut into a new joke. Because <laughs> I don't want to waste a broccoli assassin cut for nada. <laughs> I was calling this the carrot cut, because the broccoli was more about the crown, <laughs> and the carrot is more about the stem. Oh, yeah. It's like a carrot cut. <laughs> if I had spray tan, I could be a real carrot cut, like a nice orange hue. We could make that happen. All right, let's watch this. Thank you to, uh, for your submission, uh, Joshua. Your home is never a good idea. A Floyd County man found that out for himself after having a gun pointed at him when he did just that. WYMT Sean Allen talked with the victim in that case. Officials say meth is on the rise. Meth? And as a result, so is crime. Oh, okay. Must have been a bad batch around here because Floyd County's went crazy in the last four days. Neighbors notified Mason Tackett that his cousin, Philip Matthew Higgins, was seen carrying items from his house. When I finally got down here to the house to look see what happened, the door was standing wide open. It looked like he was packing up for a yard sale when he came out. <laughs> and that By the way, this shot Higgins. <laughs> this shot cracks me up. What is he like one inch tall? <laughs> yeah. It's like a chase through grass. It's like like from his point what of is view. This, a mouse perspective? <laughs> yeah. It's when he confronted Higgins. 
He was lying, throwing his hands. Or is it that tall? Stuff like, I didn't do an it, inch I tall? Didn't do it. No, it's you not know, that tall. That's grass. <laughs> I love this guy's accent. It's incredible. Yeah. Once Tackett found items belonging to him. He did pull a gun on me when I got back around the house because I guess he thought I was upset with him. Items not normally the target of a would-be burglar. Who steals a cheese grater. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the worst Lysol. He stole an empty bottle of spray. <laughs> what got me the most was my soap. <laughs> he stole my soap. <laughs> Who steals soap? Philip Hagens is charged with receiving stolen property and being a convicted felon with a firearm. In Turkey Creek, Sean Allen. WYMT Mountain News. <laughs> Such a legend. It's hard to believe that's not a sketch. Yeah. Who steals soap? <laughs> he stole. Who steals a cheese grater? That guy's awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. His accent is amazing. It's amazing. Gosh. Yeah. What did you say? Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah, Kentucky. Golly, I feel like that deserves a golly. I feel like that deserves a Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> I feel like you could say anything with that accent and it would be funny. Amazing. I'll tell you what. No. Okay. Thank you. You saved me. <laughs> Hit me with that cricket. You gotta just I feel bad using though. it after I don't Tom feel and bad. Christina. No, <laughs> Hit me well yeah. I don't it's mind it. Like I really don't mind it either. Can't use it anymore, so Golly! Jiminy Cricket. Who steals a cheese grater? He stole my nanas. I gotta find something new. A boo? Just boo. <laughs> um, this was an interesting story. Taylor Swift apparently used to travel in a suitcase to avoid um, paparazzi. Now, Taylor Swift is one of the most famous people in the world, and so I can understand that uh, trying to avoid paparazzi was probably a source of great discomfort mm -hmm. and uh, and annoyance to her, to say the least. But the the level that she went to to avoid them was amazing, and I want to say is a testament to how annoying these people are, rather than that it should reflect poorly on her. That being said, it is incredible. Uh, Zane, this uh, what was it? One Direction. No Ian, idea. Ian confirmed. Keeper of <coughs> Culture has confirmed. <laughs> so this guy from Zane says Taylor Swift was traveling around in a suitcase during the summer of 2017. Um, and so he, I love that he, so here it is. Here's the alleged suitcase. <laughs> now Ian the other day explained to me that this was actually a rumor at the time and was like dismissed as just being kind of a meme. It was just really? way too over the top to be real. Right, but now evidently, this guy's saying no, no, this is all really happening. Taylor Swift. So this guy, is a, a, they were dating? Or they were friends. I, I know he's super famous. Yeah. And now he's... <laughs> it's so funny he's outing her. Collaborated, <laughs> yeah. <coughs> I mean, imagine. I can't imagine that she's in that suitcase. <laughs> also, it's such like an undignified thing for someone like Taylor Swift to be like, yeah. all right, now curl up and get in this suitcase. I wonder if it's like well padded, if it's nice and cushioned. I was there. wondering, that's what I like wondered. Like velvet. Or, or is it even like form cut to her? You know what I mean? Like it's a little like fetal position Taylor Swift slot that she just like. I, I mean, really she doesn't have that much that. space in there. Taylor Swift being transported in a huge suitcase from her Tribeca apartment into her truck. Fleet of cars, including two large Cadillacs and three SUVs, arrived at Taylor's apartment in Tribeca to move a large suitcase <laughs> from her apartment. 
Oh my god. Also, dozens of Taylor Swift security guards were present to move this package carefully as Taylor Swift remains to be unseen for a long time. Now, I went and there's a bunch of other photos of this suitcase. And for the audio listeners, just to understand, this, this suitcase is not that big <laughs> at all. Well, it, you would have just to be smaller like than a person, for sure. She, you'd she have would to definitely be laid, laid prone, down. all crunched up in a ball, like if you're yeah. doing a cannonball into a swimming pool. So here, some detectives have... It's a little bigger than a regular suitcase, I feel like. Well, it looks like a mute for use for musical. Yeah, that's what it looks but like. But you can see here... <laughs> I mean, if anything, this is kind of a testament to how effed up this paparazzi oh, shit is. Imagine you're willing to do crawl into a freaking suitcase. To have, well, do you know what she's probably doing? She probably wants to go do something private. Maybe she wants to fly somewhere, go to a beach, without everyone knowing what she's doing all the time every day. Yeah. So if, like, I get it. If you're trying to go hang out with all these vultures, like, filming you and recording you, it's like, yeah. you know, you gotta do what you can. I always yeah. see videos of Justin Bieber and the paparazzi people driving him crazy. Yeah, they're pretty aggressive with Justin. I've seen that shit, too. He gives them shit back, though. I like watching those. Yeah, but there's a lot of videos where he's nice at first, <laughs> and they really push it. And then he's well, like... They, yeah, they start asking him really inappropriate yeah, questions. Yeah, or like getting in his way so he can't drive away. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, man. Fame on that level is really... It's so it can, it's so cha- people need to appreciate how challenging and I mean those aspects for sure. I, I mean, mean those people are paid to try and piss you off, literally. <laughs> like they're just there to piss you off, so you flip out and then it's a and story. They have a story, right? Yeah. Just imagine that everywhere you go in public, people are paid to piss you off <laughs> and record it. Yeah, I mean, so you. I hope that people have a, a more of appreciation for what ultra famous people go through on a day to day basis. That it's not all just. Because there's, I always hear this kind of sentiment of like, oh, you have no right to complain. It's like, tell that to somebody that crawls inside a suitcase. <laughs> I mean, obviously, <laughs> the the riches and the fame, that that's, is nice, and I'm sure they enjoy that. But you're right, it comes with, comes with some baggage. comes with some serious baggage, too. A so. lot, a lot. Money doesn't buy you happiness. I guarantee and promise you that. It buys you a one-way ticket in a freaking suitcase. <laughs> in this case. <laughs> Um, I thought that was wild. Was sh- <laughs> I was frankly shocked by that. Yeah. What else we got? What else we got? What the frick else do we got? People the trying to meme on me now. Explosion. Yeah, what about we- that little Kanye goof? <laughs> Ian, do you have anything to say about this Kanye goof? Oh, uh, what goof? The dance goof. You want to come in here and watch it with us? Oh. <laughs> He's like shaking his head. Please no. <laughs> really? There's not much to watch. I'll I just give like that. having Ian in here. <laughs> I like Ian. He's nice. He's sweet. He's a great guy. He's got a good presence. You know. But if you don't want to, I won't force you. I mean, I understand that uh, you have a choice. I'm not going to podcast rape you. <laughs> but you are fired if you don't come well, in here. Should now. we show it now? Yeah, what let's we're show talking it. about. Um, uh, let me find it. There's a new meme now about uh, what else. Me saying what else? There is? Yep. Mm. <laughs> Used to be fascinating. Now it's what else? <laughs> Sorry, guys. That's funny. It's been a long... It's been a long pod. Okay, where is it? I got a whole list of things here. What else? Do you see it in this document? 
Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. You can you highlight it for me? Yep. Why don't I see it? There it is. Okay. <coughs> Kanye has gone on stage dressed as the Joker. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> Yeah. Not I don't think intentionally. <laughs> he looks like the Joker. <laughs> I hate to say this, and I don't want to offend anybody, but <coughs> he kind of looks like the guy that uh, I hate to say this. So don't say. Maybe it. you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> the hair color and the Joker is reminiscent of. Okay, I'm not. Gonna oh, say it. I the guy that shot up the theater yes, on the Batman. Yes, yes. I'm not I saying he's know. a shooter. I'm just saying it looks like the guy. Is that awful to say? I mean, I mean, it's just I the don't orange hair, right? Friends, so. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like he's doing the Elaine dance, kind of, from Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, people have speculated that he's on drugs. Is that substantiated, or you think he's just having fun? Uh, I think once the power of that music just takes over your soul, you can't do much but just let it possess you like that. That's the drug. <laughs> yes. The beauty of his music. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Ian. Well, <laughs> he very much reminds me of Elaine, though. <laughs> and He's then, a little bit of a goober just in general. Like He's I having mean, fun. What am I talking about? Why am I being such an asshole? He's having a good time, man. Yeah, Look he at is that. having he's, a blast. He's, he's, he's letting it go, dude. Dance like nobody's watching. That's yeah. what they say. <laughs> Why does everyone got to judge the guy for having a good-ass time? Why people got to say he looks like the shooter who shot up Batman theater? Yeah, who's saying that? Fucking idiot. He's ignorant. He's having a great time, dude. I wish I could go out in public and dance like that. Dude, get it. I heard that people were really happy with his performance. I actually haven't seen it. He's having a good time, dude. Look at me being a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see what they say. Somebody's go. Yeah, whatever. I don't need to read. Imagine reading Reddit comments on live on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's been two hours. So. Let's, the wedding dress is very short, so let's wrap it up here. Um, Texas woman declares. Uh, or Texas woman celebrates her divorce by blowing up her wedding dress. Well, I can see that that was a healthy relationship. <laughs> Man, what the hell did that guy do to you? There's like a whole party here to celebrate. <laughs> oh my god. Whoa. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> <Yeehaw>! <laughs> That's a serious Ooh, explosion. I, that was a lot more than I expected. Yeah. I thought it would just be like a little M80 or something. That's a real explosion. I don't know what that guy did to her, man, but ooh, Good thing they divorced. Yeah, she is yeah. free. That's a good, it's a good thing you guys got divorced. <laughs> yeah. All right. Guys, we're thinking of doing an extra episode on Tuesday. Now, me being a fan of the Howard Stern Show, they have this segment called <laughs> Cleaning Out the Computer, which is all the segments and all the stuff they had planned that they never got time to do on the show. Thinking of setting up a panel here with um, <coughs> Ian and Dan to join us and to go over all the great things of the year that we never had time to get to. Mm -hmm. Doing an extra episode on Tuesday. Let me know what you guys think about that idea. Not that... Uh, well, 
who watches this stupid anyway? <laughs> if you're if you're watching, type in the comments. Um, Uh, what should they type in the comments? Kermit Proof. the Frog loves uh, Miss Piggy's big titties, right? Yeah. That's the classic. <laughs> yeah, that was the big one, but I want a new one. Um, did you know that, I read this, that farts used to be t- um, actually a danger to public safety before oh. people started wearing underwear because you would actually fart out aerosol shit particles People could breathe them and get sick. <laughs> what really? I swear, that's what I read. That's why people wear underwear. They invented it back in the day. So, how much sh- does underwear do? Where did you read this? I read it. I don't remember, but it seemed credible. <laughs> but that your farts obviously are perme are passed through the the fabric, so the shit particles are not allowed to freely enter your your neighbor's face. So you. But look that up. I swear. Fact so going commando me. is like a uh, public health nuisance. Well, no. I think through the pants you're probably fine. But if you're like bare ass farting, <laughs> I don't know. Look it up. I swear. Fact check me yeah. right now, Elo. I am. Elo's all fucking. <laughs> I think that I whole am. that whole statement about farts being dangerous. That's what people should type if they've uh, stuck around this deep. Mm. Type this. Did you know farts are dangerous if you're not wearing underwear? <laughs> Done deal. And then if I see that, I'll know that you want an episode on Tuesday. Well, if you watch this deep, you probably do want an episode on Tuesday. This isn't a good sample size. Necessarily. Let's end this. <laughs> Guys, have a blessed, beautiful Friday. Thank you all so much for watching. And again, I want to thank you guys, too, for all, all the nice comments. The episode before last was... Unexpected and amazing. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, there's it's been a lot of criticism, which I'm happy that I've acknowledged, but there's also been a lot of love and support and understanding, mm-hmm. which I have a tendency to focus on the negative. negative and dismiss the positive, but that's so messed up. And to everybody who takes their time to show support and love, it means so, it's so important to me. It's so appreciated. Yeah. Um, Thank you. I mean, truly. So, with that being said... I oh, I didn't mean to do that one. Why? I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> no, the audience loves that one. Yeah. I meant to do that. <laughs> well, I'm not going to touch the sound part. <laughs> um, thank you all. Have a blessed, beautiful Friday. A wonderful, productive, happy, wholesome weekend. There's a good chance we might be here on Tuesday. Bye. And Friday. And then the week after, Bill Wirtz, which I'm very yeah, excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, was there any progress on getting, uh, what was his name? Um, what was his name, that comedian I love? I'm blanking. You were in touch with him. Then. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, oh, God. Ryan. Uh, Is it Ryan? No, it's not. Or Brian. Regan? Brian. Brian Regan. Brian Regan. There you go. Oh, I love him so much. So he might be coming up. There's no plans. We are also planning to do a charity stream like last year. Yes. And that might be the last episode of this year. Right. That's on what day? What the heck was that? (laughs) Cheering.
don't know. We've officially run out the outro song. It's looping now. Oh, shit. Oh. Well, okay. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Uh, we got plenty of time to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we'll have time to talk about it. Uh, that was going to be on December. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Thanks for watching, guys. We love you. Wish you all the great, great. Thanks for bath. watching. We'll see you weekend. hopefully on Tuesday. Bye. Bye.